in a very first flight in a little airplane, the instructor is able to let you hold the control, handle the control, fly the airplane. And once you get off the ground, being able to see the city, the light, the sky in an entirely different viewpoint than you've ever had, it was pretty incredible. This discovery flight itself is just a little under an hour, but it's so neat to be able to actually fly an airplane and try it out. So yeah, that kind of, that got me hooked. Glazing Grit is a podcast where honest and real conversations are front and center. A conversation where Fargo-Moorhead area business owners, thought leaders, advocates, and visionaries share their lessons learned and provide a fresh perspective to better inform and support you in your journey. It's about sharing the real story to inspire, lead, and encourage, all right here in my backyard of Fargo, North Dakota. It all starts with a conversation, an honest one. I'm Jesse Winterovich, and this is Glazing Grit. It was such a privilege to connect with my next guest. Continuing the uncharted theme for season two, I sat down via Zoom with Taja Viani, the chief flight instructor at the Fargo Jet Center. We discussed the moment that changed the trajectory of her career and led her to fulfilling her passion of flying and teaching the next generation of pilots and flight instructors. What spoke to me in our conversation is her drive, determination, and focus to achieve her goals and help others achieve theirs, not only in the air, but the impact you can make every day. Here's Taja Viani. Thank you again for being on. I really appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Well, absolutely appreciative for the opportunity. You attended North Dakota State University and earned your degree in biochemistry. However, there was a pivot in your future. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I didn't grow up in an aviation family. We didn't have little planes or, or do a whole lot of flying with my family. So certainly wasn't interested or, or didn't have aviation in my radar as a career until I was a junior in college. So you're right. I was certainly science centralized and took a evening class that just happened to fit my schedule. And it was intro to aviation. Honestly, when I took it, I figured this should be easy, and I need something easy because all of my other classes were were very intensive and science uh, science based. So, took that class. With the class came a discovery flight. I thought, you know, what the heck, this will be fun. I did the discovery flight, and I said, "Man, this is really neat. I think I'll continue flying and get my private pilot." Um, So that's the first certificate you earn prior to further training, and as I was finishing my degree at NDSU, I was also continuing then with those flight training lessons and finished my private pilot. And then I had just this grand idea to buy a Cessna 150, so I bought an airplane, <laughs> which sounds a little crazy thinking back, but I did it. And I was flying that all over, having a blast. And I, I began to think, you know, this is getting really expensive. I should probably figure out what I'm going to do with my life. And Every time I thought of a career option with my degree, it it all had to be in relation to making enough money so I could continue flying. Mm. And then I had this great idea, why don't I just fly and get paid for it? So when I kind of came to that conclusion, I started getting more serious about my career plans and how I was going to achieve those goals. I certainly wasn't 
getting money from family or relatives. So I needed to kind of figure out how to do that financially as well. I just had to make the decision, was I going to go with an aviation path or was I going to go with a biochemistry science industry or or um, medical school path? And I, I chose, I, I wanted to fly. It was a heck of a lot of fun. And the best option for me was to get a job at the Fargo Jet Center. And I started in customer service. So the time that I worked at the Jet Center, I was surrounded by airplanes and pilots just building up relationships with the company, but also pilots in their area, learning, familiarizing with other airplanes. And then that's when I did all the rest of my flight training and then came over to the flight school. So what was it about that discovery flight? Honestly, I was absolutely astonished that in a very first flight in a little airplane, the instructor is able to let you hold the control, handle the control, fly the airplane. And once you get off the ground, being able to see the city, the light, the sky in an entirely different viewpoint than you've ever had, it was pretty incredible. This discovery flight itself is just a little under an hour, but it's so neat to be able to actually fly an airplane and try it out. So yeah, that kind of, that got me hooked. From that discovery flight, you're hooked, and then fast forward to now being the chief flight instructor at the Fargo Jet Center. Can you share more about that journey to get to where you're at right now? <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's probably been six or seven years later. And in this time, I've held many positions at the school. And just Mike Paulson, my supervisor now, is is used to me and my just very driven and goal-oriented. When I came onto the flight school, I was a flight instructor, and I was kind of learning the ropes learning how to instruct and teach others. And then I became a lead flight instructor, so it allowed me to just more so be a mentor to other instructors and kind of help them as they were just starting out. After lead flight instructor, I became the assistant chief flight instructor, and now I'm the chief. So basically working through earning experience and flight hours uh, myself, as well as getting to the point where, I mean, in the beginning, you have to learn how to lead, and I've trained in now so many flight instructors. I've made all the mistakes that they're starting to make, and, and I can certainly help them out and guide them. It has been a journey, but it has been a lot of fun, and I get to wake up in the morning and come out here and help people achieve their dreams, which is pretty darn cool. So neat. Is there anything that you'd like to share or lessons learned for for people looking into the aviation field? Yeah, I'd say um, time management is huge. And not only for each of our instructors, but also for myself, when I started at the flight school, we had three 172s and one other larger plane. And now we have four 172s. We have two archers. We've got a 182 and a Cirrus and another one on the way. You get my drift. Um, it has been a lot of work, and I'm not afraid of work, but man, it takes time management and organization to be able to manage not only that many aircraft and scheduling and maintenance, but also the instructors. Now we have we have over eight instructors, and we that's the biggest team we've ever had. So I'd say lesson, lessons learned would certainly come along with just trying to deal with scheduling and staying ahead of the game as far as upcoming maintenance and students come into play with all that. It's been almost like I've gotten to grow with the school, which is pretty neat. Where does your motivation and drive come from? 
Honestly, I would say my mom. She just worked herself up the corporate ladder just with a cosmetology uh, license. She ended up as the VP of L'Oreal in the end, and now she has bought her own business and is working through that. So I would say, honestly, I saw so much drive and was surrounded by that, just seeing my mother work through that. Even just as a female in the pilot world, it's so neat to step out of a twin-engine plane with a student that is a male, and uh, still the line guys, when they want to fuel up the plane, they'll ask that student how much fuel we need, and the student will just look confused and then point to me and say, oh, I don't know, she knows. And it's such a privilege and an honor to just be be the one that that has made it this far and gets to call myself a pilot, but also a, a leader and kind of go through the ropes like that. I love it. That's a perfect segue to my next question. A key component for young girls to be able to see themselves as a pilot or work in aviation is for them to see women in those positions. As the number of women involved in the aviation industry has increased, the number is still very small with women pilots representing only 6% of the total pilot population. Can you speak to your experiences of being a woman in a male-dominated field and what we can do as a society to help girls and women be more represented in aviation? The biggest thing that I've seen is that, honestly, growing up and through initial talks, even elementary school and high school, as far as looking at career options, we're not even exposing these young women to this option as much as we could. And every time I get a female asked about flight training or a high school student that asks about what their options are, I it's important that they get to see another female in a role like this. But man, we've gotta we've gotta reach out to more high schools and get those kids out for more tours, more exposure, to see the airplanes, to see all the career options in aviation, so that those females actually think about this as a real choice. And then as far as that goes, once they actually see this as a choice, there's scholarships out there. There's many things that are out there geared towards helping young females get to that next step. There's some good things out there, and I've had a very positive experience as a female in aviation. Wonderful. Visibility and representation are just so powerful. If someone wants to learn more about getting their pilot certification, what should they consider and then the steps that they should take? So the first thing that we recommend is that that person come in for a one-on-one tour. That allows them to see our aircraft, to make decisions as far as which aircraft would meet their needs. It would allow them to basically meet with one-on-one with an instructor and kind of get to know each other, talk about the pricing, how they would pay and go about flight training, and then also determine what kind of a schedule they're looking for. Someone could decide to fly once a week for the over a course of six months and get a certificate. Or maybe they've got a lot of free time and they want to fly every day for a month and get a certificate. The nice thing about our school is that we do online, we call it ground training, but knowledge about aviation and airspace and airplanes. And then we bring this in together with one-on-one flight lessons. So someone can have a full-time job or a career already and basically do their flying in the mornings, evenings, weekends surrounding their career. Great advice. Taja, who inspires you? I would have to say I have certainly emulated a lot of the steps 
and career choices that I've made around Mike Paulson. He's been doing this a heck of a lot longer than me, and he's got a lot more gray hair than I do. He has a way about himself where he can be ahead of the game as far as safety is concerned, as far as taking care of customers is concerned. And one thing that's so interesting is that he can teach someone a complex topic and say it in the simplest manner so that they can grasp that topic. And I'd say I'm, I'm still striving to uh, meet that. But yeah, it's, he's kind of a staple around here as far as the pilot community goes. And whenever we go to, say, a fly-in on a weekend, everybody will say, where's Mike Paulson? I would say, honestly, I strive to become that person someday. What is something you think everyone should do at least once in their life? I would say the impact that that discovery flight had on myself would be something everybody should do. It's a small commitment and a small price for an incredible experience. And it can be done in the evening, seeing the city lights over Fargo. You could do a sunset flight or a sunrise flight. It's seeing the world in a different point of view. So I'd say uh, that's definitely something everybody should try once. Speaking of seeing the world in a different point of view, you shared that you climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Is that correct? (laughs) That's correct, yeah. Can you (laughs) share more about that experience? So... It's funny, but I never really had it on my radar, but I had a friend who asked me if I would climb it with her, and she asked me about six months prior to the climb, and I said, yeah, sure, I'll climb it with you, and then as it got closer and closer, I realized that uh, this was really going to happen, so we did it. Uh, We went to Africa and climbed the mountain, and it was hard and challenging, and you change I mean, from going from the rainforest to basically just rocks and wind and climbing above the clouds so you could look down and see the clouds as you were climbing, it was it was incredible and it was um, certainly very tasking on your body and your mental state and so it was very neat to see how far you can push yourself and um, reaching reaching the top was pretty incredible. How long did that take you? It took six days, and that's because you have to basically climb up slowly to acclimatize so that your blood and your oxygen level, you can continue climbing. And it's really, I mean, it's over 19,000 feet. Every day you wake up and you hike for hours, but in the end you get to just climb a heck of a large mountain. Have you climbed a mountain before? No, that was my first and only. (laughs) Oh, that's so neat. doesn't exactly have a whole lot of hills to practice on or even any mountains. Honestly, during the time prior to going on this mountain, I hiked up and down the dike so that I could try out my hiking shoes. So that was my training, was literally hiking up and down the dike. That's incredible. It's funny where you never really know how your body's going to react to that much exertion. And... It didn't seem to necessarily depend on how fit you were or not. And so everybody was climbing the mountain just doing the best they could. But you have such a bond and a friendship with those other people that you're climbing with over the course of those days. So everybody's taking care of everybody. Wow. What an experience. Yeah. 
Can you share a piece of advice you've learned thus far in your journey? I would say, well, I could probably give you a lot of advice, but one piece of advice that I should have taken early on was to apply for scholarships. There's a lot of free money out there for people that are interested in flight training. And, man, I wish I had done that. But uh, one piece of advice would be to sit down, write those essays, take the time, and fill out a number of scholarships because there's help out there for people that want to be in the aviation field, have an interest, or want to try it out even. There's money out there that can be put towards trying it out and moving forward with your aviation career much faster. Great advice. What's next on the horizon? Well, like I said, I certainly am am emulating Mike Paulson in that I want to become a designated pilot examiner. So I want to be able to do those final check rides. And it took me years to earn enough flight hours to meet the requirements to apply. And I did that, except the virus happened. So right now, we're just kind of in a waiting period as far as when or if I'll be selected to do the training for that. But that is a huge goal for me and something I feel is very important, not for my career, but also to be able to give back to the flight school. There's very few pilot examiners in each state. I believe North Dakota probably only has four right now. So it's a big goal. It's going to take a lot of work and a lot of training, but it's something that I definitely want to see happen in the next few years for me. Very neat. So if someone was interested in doing a discovery flight, should they go to the website and reach out that way? So we've got a contact form on the website that they can fill out directly, and then it sends an automatic email to us. We also have all of our emails and our cell phone numbers even on the website, so they can reach out to any of us. And then they can do a tour and come out and learn more, and that doesn't cost anything, so there's no requirements for that. And the discovery flight is $149. And the website is FargoJet.com. Yeah, when you go to FargoJet.com, then you just click on Flight School, and we've got all the information on there as well. Tasha, is there anything else you'd like to add? I know there's a lot of people that are unsure about becoming a pilot when they hear about what airlines are going through right now and the furloughs and, and things going on with the virus. Although our school has never been so busy. So there's a ton of people taking advantage of this low and they're taking advantage of the extra free time and career change and going through all their pilot time, earning flight hours so that when airlines do pick up, then they're ready to be hired. Well, if you were okay, I'd love to spend our time with a little lightning round of questions. (laughs) That sounds good. All right, here we go. Coffee or tea? Coffee, lots. (laughs) How do you start your date? (laughs) I usually get in, make a big pot of coffee, and I hop into an airplane after another airplane. And by the end of the day, I've had people ask me, have you ever landed in Moorhead or Jamestown? And I can usually tell them, yeah, about 10 times today. So neat. What is your favorite dessert? Oh, gosh. My favorite dessert lately has been brownie. I'm big on the brownie. Skiing or surfing? Uh, neither. I'm a snowboarder. <laughs> How do you manage your stress? Oh, gosh. I've got a St. Bernard at home, and it's so much fun to just 
run around and play with her, and she's my dream dog. And so I play with my St. Bernard. Where was the best vacation you've ever taken? The best one was probably taking my son to Germany and France. That was pretty incredible. What impresses you? I'm impressed by someone who isn't afraid to put in the effort for something they want. I'm impressed by people who work hard, who have an interest in learning, and I absolutely will give my all to those people and help them in their goals. Are you a morning or a night person? Night. All right. And last one, climb a mountain or skydive? (laughs) Well, since I've already done the mountain, I actually would be interested in skydiving. Very cool. Have you sky? So you haven't skydived before? I have never done it, and I really should. We've actually joked about having all the flight instructors do it together someday so we can say that we all jumped out of an airplane, but uh, that would be pretty neat. That would be very, very neat. Oh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the time. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening in today. If you would like to learn more about Taja and the incredible community members highlighted on the show, check out blazinggridpodcast.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by subscribing, rating, and sharing. It truly does help to amplify our guest voices and their journey. Thanks again for listening. I'm Jesse Winaravage. Talk to you soon.